Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. This is Helena Steinhornstein, beginning my early day here in Florida with some Christmas, some crystal tunes. Not that I use crystals very much, but I happen to have a crystal glass next to me a lot. Uh, usually a glass I've been using for drinking my water and I finish my glass of water and now I have that empty crystal glass and I always make that little pling on it before I start talking to you. Hello again. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein. Hope you're well. I have received a lot of questions um, about what are people going to do with their lives? And uh, I put it together in one big answer today, meaning positioning yourself in front of your answer, in front of your problem. It goes back to that very much that if you have a problem, if you have a situation, do you just get upset and start screaming and running around, or do you get depressed? Or do you just capitulate and say, oh, God, I can't do this? Or are you actually positioning yourself, now making yourself stronger and now aiming at fighting back at that problem? So that's why this sentence to position oneself is actually a very, very good sentence. It's a good piece of advice. Position yourself. It defines your purpose. It defines a direction. It defines where you want to go with your life and with your day and with your situation. So position yourself. It gives you also ground to stand on. You feel more secure. You know something more about you because when you position yourself, you prepare yourself ahead of time. And when you do so, you get a kind of a view of who are you dealing with? What are you dealing with? What is your response to all this? What can I do now? What is my strength? What is that strength? This way, you start to build up an inner attitude and that inner attitude will immediately make you feel much, much better about you. So now you can start to trust. You trust you. You trust spirit. You trust that power of strength that resides within you. So you see, everything so much more clearly now once you have positioned yourself. And in this, okay, forget doubting. Once you put doubt, and I talk about that every time, when I say, well, doubt is an energy. It's a negative energy. It's it's a no-no. Because once you doubt, you already put yourself down. And that's the one thing that I tell everyone, get rid of your doubt. Wash it away. Throw it out. 
Because when you're positioning yourself, you are actually making sure that you are going to win. Listen to that, ladies, particularly. Because you are the ones who have been asking me most of all. How do I, what do I do? Well, when you position yourself, you make sure that you put yourself in a winning position, which you can do. For that, of course, to be a winner, you have to learn a few things. Ignorance is a terrible thing. It's a big enemy. It actually makes people stupid. (laughs) And I say that, I use that word because this is how I feel that we are dealing with our planet right now. I think we are plain stupid only because we are staying in the position of ignorance. Why do we do that? Why do you do it at times? Why don't you find out a little bit more what's really going on? So this ignorance is the biggest problem on our planet. And this is how we have misunderstandings. And this is how the reason why we do all these crazy, crazy things. So in your life, find out who are the key players. Who is the person or those people who are against you or against the project or that you feel threatened by. So the whole thing is be well prepared. Dress right. Look good. There's not anything sinful about looking good and dressing right. So I would just start to say to be a winner to be positioning yourself, you define your purpose, your intention and who you are. Do you hear that bird in the background? I hope it goes through to all over the world. It's so nice to have the birds singing. And of course, birds in Florida don't sing as beautifully often as they do like in the more northern climates, I noticed. But they're dead, and they're here most part of the year. So anyway, so if you start positioning yourself in your daily life, you will have success. When you wake up in the morning and you plan your day, you can even make a list. I'm a big friend of lists. Put up what you have to do first. And usually, I feel you should... Deal with the problem that you hate first. Well, if that does not sit right with you, do those problems, deal with those problems that are the easiest ones. And that will make you feel good. And you know, when you start to do this, something will start to settle in your subconscious mind. And that will turn you into a new winning person. It gives you a direction for your day. Isn't that wonderful? I was thinking earlier this morning that, you know, to position oneself is actually a natural instinct. 
for everything alive. It's not only for us human beings. Even in the, how, what shall I say, the animal world, but I want to say even plants, flowers and trees and so on, they position themselves. They grow up towards the light. And they do and they do and they do, upward, straight, forward, up. The tree goes exactly where it positions itself. It wants to stand tall. That is the way you should do also. You should stand tall. Animals position themselves. I talk about my little lizards uh, out of my porch here around the house. And um, of course in Florida we have them a lot throughout the years. And when I sit and read my paper, I have my morning tea. I watch those little lizards. They position themselves against each other, against the world, against me. They don't hesitate for a moment to position themselves. And animals, big animals, they position themselves. The bird singing out here outside is positioning itself. And no animal can go hunting very well for food unless they position themselves first. So it is a natural instinct to position oneself. Babies do that when they cry. And they find out very quickly what type of cry will work and what they get in return. So they position themselves. But of course, we make them stop. <laughs> we teach them not to do that anymore. And then children, once they start to become toddlers and a little bit more in, in years, they position themselves. They find out how they can succeed with certain things. One thing might work better than the other. They find out. And what do we do? We take that away from them. We stop that natural instinct with our children and take that positioning attitude away from them. And then they grow up, and now we try to teach them again to position themselves so they are going to be able to live a decent life. So everything is about position, position. So as you grow up and you are a teenager, it's important that you start to position yourself. I have teenagers coming to me. They want sessions with me. Of course, their moms are paying. But it's usually teenage boys because what they are looking for is how can I now position myself with these new powers or new knowledge that I'm getting from Helena? They do that so they can gain success. Actually, more power, more insight into how life 
functions around them, particularly how girls around them function, because that's very much what they want to know. So it is a natural instinct with us, within us, to position ourselves, to move forward, to learn even more. So how is it in your relationships? You need to position yourself. And so many questions that have been sent to me have been about relationships. And not only private relationships, but at work and with your boss and your colleagues. And what I have always said first, calm down. Be calm. And start to look at your whole situation. Who is the player? Is it you and your partner? Are you the only ones? Or is someone else entering into that picture? And what about timing? It may be everything is a matter of timing. I hope you're writing all these things down because I'm saying a lot of good stuff. And as you know, I'm very spontaneous. I talk straight out of my heart. Usually it's good stuff, but sometimes I kind of uh, think, well, maybe I should have said that, you know, maybe I should have said that, said that. But then I do not really feel, oh, maybe that's too much. Maybe that's too open. And then people call me up afterwards and say, oh, you should have been more open. We like you when you are, you know, more open. So, yes. So I have this position about me. And that might be something about you too. Be the one who you are. Be true to yourself, your own personal self. And if you are in a relationship, where you not can where you cannot position yourself to be the one you truly are and are meant to be, maybe that relationship is to be changed somehow. Maybe you have to do something about it. This is sometimes all you have to do. You have to just change something in your relationships. So when you have a boss or a colleague and it's time for promotion, what do you do then? I say, well, position yourself properly. Don't just walk around and hope or think that this is going to happen. No, identify yourself properly. What you stand for, are you A leader or are you a follower? That's important to show to the world if you're looking for a promotion out there. Are you strong enough? Do you enjoy what you're doing? Yes, do you enjoy your work? Are you a bully or are you a receiver? Are you a a bully or a real true leader? There's so many ways you can just sit down and take a good look at your life, meaning you are positioning yourself. Then I've had those who come to me because they're traveling. And particularly, 
those who travel a lot are Swedes. Swedish people travel more than any other people in the world. Did you know that, Swedes? Did you know that, Americans? It's not you, Americans. You're many more of you. But per capita, the Swedes are the most traveling people in the world. So they don't really have big problems about traveling. They just want to know about choices. And yes, make sure you go to a country where you are safe. Of course, it's safer you can be on this planet, but it's important not to choose a country. And I have some of them on my list as well. But if you go to some of those countries with political problems, you are asking for problems. So don't do that. For Americans, I would suggest the Scandinavian countries are great for you. And of course, Europe on the whole, and around the northern side of the Mediterranean. Basically, I would say to Americans, you are liked. People like you. But you have to learn to position yourself properly for that. We used to be able to recognize Americans from far away because you were all all wearing sneakers. (laughs) So you can see over there all a group of Americans because of the sneakers. Now in the last few years that has changed because everyone is wearing sneakers. I was sitting in the subway in Stockholm last time I was there. I wore sneakers, and I looked at everyone's feet. Everyone was wearing sneakers. So Swedes wear that. Russians wear that. You know, everyone is wearing sneakers. And, of course, it's a very comfortable thing for, um, for you when you travel. So someone asked me, oh, shall I, can I wear sneakers or does it look too American? And I said, no, you can wear sneakers. So when you position yourself, you know, we we are melting into one pot, all of us, that before you could see from what country people were coming. You can, can still do it if you know the countries well enough. But it's not like it used to be. You could see the strict, you know, Germans. You could see the Americans. You could see the Swedes and so on. But it's kind of blending out very much. So that shouldn't be much of a problem. But with Americans, also know it's an attitude. You have to really have a good, be in a good mood, because that's what we are expecting from you. And i tell you about a little story that came to mind, and that's why I'm telling all this, uh, that I was um, on a train going from some part of France to Paris. And this train was a particular fast-going train, and you needed a seat ticket for that. Not only just to get onto the train, but you needed also a seat number. So you had to pay for that extra before you stepped aboard the train. So now this train stopped by the early airport the airport outside of Paris. And now you had a, a, a group of, I think, three American ladies stepped aboard. And they had tickets that they probably had bought in, in, in America from that travel agency or, or online. 
And they were stepping right into the aisle and took a few seats. The conductor came and just told them to get out of their seats and go back to the platform outside all the seats. And said, no, 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 you have no seat uh, tickets. They didn't speak French one bit. He didn't speak English one bit. But I think he probably pretended to not speak English to make his work a little easier for him. Because most people all over in Europe now speak English. But then you have those who pretend not to. They don't want to, or their English is so bad, they don't want to kind of show that. So now he argued in French, and they argued back in American, and very loudly. And one of the women started to scream, oh, it's because you don't like us Americans to sit down, or you, you do, you do, and started to blame the conductor and all the people sitting there because we were sitting down in seats that we had actually reserved beforehand. They didn't know that. They had no idea that this was the case. I simply didn't want to get involved. I could have done that. But they were all so angry and they were spitting out like sparkles of anger. I simply didn't dare go up there and thought, I don't want to get involved. And she's this particular woman would start screaming at me. So I let it pass, and they didn't sit down. They stood there with their bags outside on the platform, you know, at the exit, and just thought, well, we are hated because we are American. And that's what I said. The position you have to take before you go to any other country, find out, find out everything you can so you don't get into a stupid situation like this. With the Swedes, if I compare the Swedes with the Americans, the Swedes are so used to positioning themselves. They do that daily. They just kind of submit to that order that they have in Sweden, that you have to stand in line for everything. You have to stand in line to be able to stand in line, you know. You stand in line to get that ticket that would give you a place in the queue, so to speak. So they are experts in positioning themselves. So they know very well that if you travel, you have to learn the language, at least some some form of survival language, because it's little hard for you not to know things like yes and no and exit and entrance and everything in the language where you're going. That is, again, positioning yourself. This is an outer positioning. So then you have to have an inner positioning about all this. So you have to kind of put yourself at ease inside of you for whatever you are doing. Just feel that you are relaxed and you're trusting some kind of inner power, inner strength, and that is that energy I call love and light within us. Because there is such a thing 
called love and life within us. I have seen that all the time, and I can tell you just little examples. Just driving with a flat tire, well, not driving with a flat tire, but having a flat tire when you are driving. Suddenly, you notice, ah, I have a flat tire. And I can tell you different examples here, my own experience. And I tell you one example that was in England, English countryside between little villages. Beautiful countryside and a narrow road. And here I have a flat tire and I stop. And what do I do? I kind of take an overlook at my situation. I am positioning myself. So what do I do? I kind of straighten out myself a little bit. And I um, kind of brush my hair so I don't look, you know, too untidy. <laughs> and I put on my prettier shoes, not my my driving shoes that are very not that good for long drives. So now I go up and I lift up my hood, but I stand there in front of the flat tire and could be seen from the road. And the first car that stops by, that, that drives by, stops. And it's a young couple. And it's in England, so of course, no problem speaking. And he said, oh, I'm so terrible, sorry, you know. Uh, let me help you. And in a good, typical English way. And I smiled and said, well, I hope, you know, you know how to do this because I don't, of course. But the truth, I have no idea how to switch a, a flat tire. And he said, but, you know, I don't like the looks of your spare. Let me take your tire and drive into the village because, you know, I know the guy who, who owns the car repair shop. He can fix that tire right away, and I'll be right back. His girlfriend was waiting in, in the car. And I said, well, how lovely, how nice to you with a big smile. And when I tell the story to others, I said, well, how, how did you dare just allow the stranger to take your t- tire and just leave you there on the road with three wheels? I said, well, that's me, you know. <laughs> I felt good about it. And he said it would take about half hour. And about 35 minutes later, he did return with the tire and put it on. And all was wonderful. I had nothing to give him except for a big, big, big thank you. And I looked around. Well, I had no, nothing in the car to give a thank you, of course, to give him money. I suggested it, what do I owe you? He said, oh, no, no, by all means. No, no, no. And I gave him a, a little, little, uh, you know, box of chocolate. I have one of those small boxes, you know. And I gave him that, and I said, well, give it to your girlfriend. And all was fine. And this is, I believe in the good in people. I really do. I see this all the time. Another time I was driving through France, same thing happened was a little bigger road, but in the countryside. It was raining, you know, those big, big drops like it can only rain in France. And I got that flat tire. 
I what did I do? Well, I looked at my situation again. What should I do? Who would like to stop in the rain? So I really, you know, look, made myself look good. Lipstick, high heels, pulled out a sexy umbrella and stood there next to my car. Remember, this was in France. Three cars immediately stopped. <laughs> you have that three guys coming out wanting to help me. And I said in my beautiful French with my Swedish accent, oh, will you really help me? Oh, thank you very much. In no time at all, they had have, have helped me. They put on, you know, the spare, and I was fine. So it helps just to have an overlook at things. And also, whenever you position yourself, expect the very best. Expect the highest good for everyone. I am surprised how trusting I have been. But those have been cases where everything has been good. Somehow I felt the energy was okay. And people say, of course, it's you. You would feel that. You would know. So for you, it's easy. I sent out that message to the world that everything is actually fine. About them, about me. And this is what I'm expecting from them. So about you, when you get into a situation, always calm down first. Number two, take a good look at your situation. And now see what you can do. A plan of action. And see First, it's a good plan of action. Now, execute that action. This goes for everything. Not only for a specific situation, but for life. And when you position yourself like this, you are in charge of you and what is expected from you. It can only be for the good. And talking about how your attitude is from the start. And this time, it was me again. This time was not the flat tire. It was in Spain, in Mallorca, Spain. I had just given a weekly seminar, a workshop, at a big fancy hotel in Palma de Mallorca, which is the capital of Mallorca, that is an island outside of Spain in the Mediterranean. A big, big tourist hub for Europeans. So anyway, I finished my workshop and now I had picked up my car in the garage, go in the parking lot probably, and um, I couldn't place it near the entrance. So I put it just, I parked it right on the side of the hotel. Well, of course, there were no parking signs. But I thought, you know, I put my flashlights on, my warning lights on, and I walked into a hotel. I was away for just a few minutes to pick up my stuff. And now I came out with the stuff on the trolley. 
my car was gone. And I saw little notice that they had glued on to the sidewalk where it said they had towed my car away because I parked in the wrong place and uh, where I could pick it up and expect to pay a fine. Because it was such a short time and because there was absolutely no possibility to stop closer to the entrance because they were unloaded tourist buses or something like that. So I had to do this. So now I was flaming mad, but I didn't act like this American lady did in the train that way. I just decided I'm mad, but I have to be strong. I have to position myself. So I got the cab to that place where they had my car which was far away and that irritated me because it took time, it cost money. (laughs) But then when I entered the office and met the boss, because evidently this is who he was. He was the one sitting at the desk and then there were other people sitting around at other desks, but he was at the main desk. I had made myself look pretty beforehand because that's important, but not Pretty like a pretty like a girl pretty, no, like executive pretty, you know, looking important. And I had my jacket on and, you know, I came in and I sailed in on high heels again. God, that's important sometimes in Europe. Maybe in America too, I don't know. But then I sailed in there and I said, you did wrong. You took advantage of those few minutes. And I kind of put the case before him where I was right and he was wrong to take advantage of this poor, weak, you know, woman executive who could not carry her stuff, you know, herself. He had to have the car closed. And he said, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. He kind of put his hands up and kind of defended himself. I know, I know, it's just the guys that did that, da, 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 da. And they said, oh, yes, you're not going to pay any fine. And I said, what about the cab fare? Are you going to pay the cab for me? He wouldn't do that. <laughs> but he gave me some kind of pencils or something. <laughs> you know, they had some gift, gift pencils or what they were. And he said, oh, take this instead. We give that, you know, not to people like you, but we give it out to, to those who, who tow the cars, you know. I said, okay, <laughs> you know, but thank you so much. So I took that, and I had position myself, and I think that was important to do that because it's just this, what is it you want? Is there a basic idea? And to mentally kind of, position myself for success. That was it. And I usually finish with a little meditation. There's not much time left. But the positioning starts within, in your mind, in your heart. So close your eyes and begin to relax. And you relax quickly, immediately. And take a deep, deep breath. I am. I am. 
And once you've said that a few times, you feel you are relaxed and you're finding that inner truth within you, inner truth that you belong to a universe of absolutely unlimited possibilities. Absolutely unlimited possibilities. You feel it. You know it. And you take another deep breath. And way up high above you, you imagine a shiny star. And that shiny star is sending you new energy. Yes, new, new energy of love and light and support for you in your destination of your life. You feel you are now accompanied by a partner of the highest strength, of the highest support. And you take a deep breath, a strong, strong deep breath. And when you breathe out, you breathe out everything of the old that you feel has blocked you, has maybe made you doubtful about your own ability. You are strong. You feel that in yourself. I am strong. I am a creation of the universe. And I can. I will. And I shall. I trust the strength that I feel within me right now. You feel strength. A strong, strong feeling of strength is going through you. And you realize you are finding yourself in a beautiful, beautiful garden. Plants with big flowers, with trees filled with fruit, fruit you have never seen before. It means your senses of imagination are opening up before you and within you. You begin to feel more and more strength within you. More and more strength. And you feel secure within you. You feel secure within you that you can begin to trust this power called I am. You see and feel that power of I am as a shiny light. And that is the power that resides within you. It does reside within you now. It's starting right now. Take a deep breath. Suddenly, 
you'll feel so knowing, so trusting. You'll feel so grateful that you have found that place within you, that strong, strong place within you. And now you begin to walk through your garden. And with each step, you feel more and more trusting. Suddenly, you're surprised. Because suddenly, you're holding a red flower in your hand. It's a big, big red flower. It has little green leaves on the stalk. You inhale the scent from this red flower. You see what kind of red flower it is. And you feel happy watching this flower. It makes you feel very, very secure within you. Very safe and secure. It's like you have found the key to something new within you. Yes. You found some kind of answer to something about you and for the direction you have chosen for yourself. You begin to feel and experience more comfort. And at that moment, you put that red flower down on the ground. And immediately, it starts growing even further. You didn't realize it could just create a root for itself. And now, you feel even safer. As you continue your walk and in front of you, you have this whole field of yellow flowers power you with the way they spread the yellow light around them. And that yellow light is reaching you and you stretch out your hands, picking up the energy from the creativity that these yellow flowers are building up within you. You feel inspired. You feel so good about you and who you are. I am a shiny light. You feel it and you know it. I am a motor of action. I know now how I can move forward with success. How I can move on towards my goals successfully. You inhale that feeling that you feel around you the feeling of success and of being in charge 
It's a good, good feeling being in charge. And you make that feeling stay within you right now. And slowly, slowly, you're coming back to the here and now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And now you open your eyes again. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein. Thank you for being with me today. And I will be with you just very, very soon again. So please, tune in. Yes, please tune in to my next podcast next week. Thank you so much for being with me today, wherever you are in this big, big, wide world. Thank you. Bye-bye.